Hi, Spaghetti Heads. Welcome to my second installment of the series Must Have Cookbooks. This week's cookbook is by the same woman who I brought up last week. This is her second cookbook in her repertoire, and it's called The Best Homemade Kids Snacks on the Planet. So the first one was The Best Homemade Kids Lunches on this Planet, and now this one is called The Best Homemade Kids Snacks on the Planet by Laura Fuentes. You can look her up online. She's laurafuentes.com, or her other handle is mamables.com. And she divides this cookbook up into, let's see, eight chapters, and I have the book here in front of me, so if you hear pages rustling, that's what's going on. <laughs> I'm going to read you what the chapter titles are so that you can get a better understanding of how she organizes it. Chapter one is snacks. Chapter two is fruit and veggie snacks. Chapter three is no-bake bites and dips. And I find these no-bake bites and dips really, really convenient for summertime when you don't want to turn on the oven and get your kitchen and house all hot. Chapter four is baked bites. Chapter five is reimagined classics. That's an excellent chapter, by the way. So if you wanted to make your own goldfish or Pop-Tarts, that's the chapter for you. Chapter six is mini meals. Chapter seven are super smoothies and drinks. And chapter eight is frozen delights and special treats. She also has some little bonus material in the back, like 100 calorie homemade snacks. There's a feedback chart, not for her, but for you. So what she does is she puts all of the recipes in a chart in the back of the book, um, and she puts a grid on there, and it's blank. So if you make the recipe and you want to rate it yourself, you can do that at the back of the book. She provides five stars that you can color in with a pencil or whatever, depending on how much you like it or how little you like it. And then plus she has a little space for notes. So that's really super cute, super convenient. I've never seen that in any other cookbook before. So I wanted to bring up, just highlight different, just a few things maybe in, in almost all the chapters, not every chapter, that I have made and that I really like and that are really creative. Uh, in chapter one on page 40, she has something called grape poppers. Uh, and what it is, is you take grapes, a cup of white chocolate chips melted, and then a half a cup of some chopped nuts of your choice. Or you can do sunflower seeds. And what she does is she puts a grape on a stick, dips half the grape in the melted white chocolate, and then dips that in the chopped nuts on the side. And remarkably... This is such a great tasting treat, and I love this treat, and my kids also love it too. I, I didn't think it would taste this good. I'm not a fan of white chocolate, but I tried it, and I, I made it more than once, so I highly recommend that if you like white chocolate and grapes. All right, um, in chapter two, so chapter two is fruit and veggie snacks. She has a great uh, just section on dips. She has so many cream cheese dips that I've never even <laughs> known can exist. She has, I didn't put the page numbers in here, so if you'll just bear with me here. Um, just all kinds of different cream cheese dips, like caramel cream cheese, peanut butter cream cheese, strawberry cream cheese. And she'll teach you how to make her her strawberry jam to put in the strawberry cream cheese. She also has a fantastic pesto recipe that I absolutely adore. And I've been through countless pesto recipes, and I always come back to her recipe. The ratios are perfect for what you need it for. And she also tells you in grams 
how much you need. So if you have a scale at home and you want to weigh it, or if you're somewhere else in the United, rather than the United States, then you can do the metric system where you are. But the pesto is great because she also says she makes it with walnuts. And I've never made it with walnuts before. I've always made it with pine nuts. But, you know, pine nuts, times are tough. I understand, you know, pine nuts are very expensive. They don't fit into our budget all the time. So I've tried it with walnuts and it is absolutely delicious. I've heard from other people that they make it with cashews or pistachios or pecans, Brazil nuts, whatever nuts you want to try. You can do a mixture of both if you don't have one if you don't have enough of one type of nut in your house. But her pesto recipe is really, I go to that all the time, all the time. Uh, all right, chapter three are the baked bites and meals and snacks. She has really great, uh, two great crumble recipes. She has a pear crumble and a blueberry crumble and it and it makes two servings so you're not really wasting a whole bunch if none of your other family members like it but it's really great ingredients like maple syrup coconut oil of course pears or blueberries some walnuts the blueberry one has some lemon zest to it and some lemon juice and then you just kind of bake it in the oven I turn on my toaster oven and put them in two little ramekins or two little glass containers glass storage containers that I have and they're done in about I don't know 10 minutes or so and then she offers you can pour heavy cream on it or if you're dairy free you can pour coconut cream on it so it's really really delicious she also has a great recipe for biscuits that are super easy you don't have to spend time putting them in the fridge taking them out you do have to roll them out a little bit um, and cut them out but it's really not complicated at all I make these biscuits a lot for my kids they love them so that's a win in my family. The other thing she has are soft pretzel bites. Now, I don't know if any of you have ever made soft pretzels before, but this is absolutely fabulous because you don't have to learn how to tie them in a knot. You don't need a little map underneath to lay down the dough. You don't have to roll it out. She actually just has you cut them in little nubs, maybe one inch or two inch nubs, and then you make them from there. And with pretzel bites, what you do is you boil them in water and baking, ooh, I think it's soda. I don't have the recipe in front of me right now because I neglected to put the page numbers here before I got on the air. Silly me. So I'll try to um, thumb through the pages quietly while I talk to you about it. But anyway, you boil them in water, hot water first, and then you bake them. And after they come out of the oven, you dip them in some cinnamon sugar mix that, of course, you can make yourself. Or you can just dip them in coarse kosher salt and then dip them in mustard. So when I was a kid, I don't know if you're a sweet pretzel person or a savory pretzel person. I myself love mustard, uh, dipping them in mustard. So not a, lot, not a lot of people love that. I know that my mother and I do. So maybe we're the only two people on the planet. <laughs> if you want to let me know if you're a sweet pretzel person or, or a savory pretzel person, I would love to hear what you love to dip your soft pretzels in. And again, this recipe is not complicated. It has multiple steps but not anything too crazy or, or, or difficult at all. All right, moving right along. Chapter five. Oh my gosh, the pie dough. Okay, I've tried a lot of pie doughs. I don't know if you guys have tried pie doughs before. Sometimes they're a pain in the rump. Sometimes, you know, they just don't taste good or they fall flat or whatever. This pie dough is the absolute best pie dough I've ever had. And it's so easy to make. In fact, I think I made a video on it, so I'll link the video in the show notes for you if you want to see how it's done. And it's really uh, flour and some butter and some cold water. 
maybe a little bit of salt. I can't remember. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, the secret to this that I absolutely love is I put it in my food processor and that actually mixes the dough for me in about, I don't know, less than 30 seconds on pulse. And it's so convenient. It's so fast. Her recipe yields two pie doughs. So I always make the full recipe and then I'll put one in the freezer uh, for use with something else. And I recently discovered a savory pie dough recipe. And what I did was I sauteed some onions in a cast iron pan and some fresh spinach just until it was wilted. So that would be about a minute and some maybe a little bit of garlic, some salt. And then I put feta cheese in there and I mixed it all up. I turned the flame off underneath my cast iron pan and then I spread out this pie dough on top of it. Then I crimped the edges so it looks all nice and neat. And then I either baked it or broiled it in the oven. I think I might have baked it for a little bit in the oven. And it comes out this fantastic spinach pie. So there's only a crust on top. There's really not a crust on the bottom. So if you like that, if you're into that, try different things with the pie dough. It doesn't always have to be a sweet pie. It could be a savory pie too. And this dough is absolutely wonderful. She also has a recipe for fruit gummy snacks that you can make. So instead of buying your own from the store with all that red dye and nasty corn syrup ingredients, you can make your own. And if you don't have the molds to make your own, I just made mine in an eight inch square pan and I cut them into little baby squares. So you don't have to worry about molds, although the molds are fun if you have them. She also has gelatin jigglers, kind of the same thing. Um, So it would be uh, your own homemade jello with a juice of choice plus gelatin and water. So you don't have to buy the jello with a thousand ingredients that you can't pronounce. You can actually make your own. I've tried this recipe. I love it. I've tried it with grape juice. It's so good. All right, moving along. Oh, fruit leather. Yeah. So this is all in chapter five. Fruit leather. She mentions fruit leather in more than one of her cookbooks. I think she mentioned it in her first one that I covered last week, but I'm not sure if I mentioned it. But she has an apples and cinnamon fruit leather in this particular cookbook. I've never made the apples and cinnamon. I've always made berries. So sometimes I'll have berries back in my freezer that I haven't looked at in many months and I need to use them. So I'll just melt them on the stove. I'll put in some maple syrup or some honey and then I'll spread it on my dehydrator. You don't need one. You can put it in the oven because she said you can line a baking sheet with parchment paper and put your oven between 150 degrees and 200 degrees Fahrenheit. And then you just let it dry in the oven. And let me tell you, this was so good. My kids, I don't know, they didn't like this, but I did, so I ate it. (laughs) If you have a whole bunch of frozen fruit in the back of your freezer that have not seen the light of day in a while and you want to get rid of it and it's not enough to make something substantial, but it's too much that you don't want to throw it away, try her fruit leather because it's absolutely divine. All right, moving on to chapter six. I'm going to highlight the deviled eggs. She has however many variations of deviled eggs. I didn't know that you can make variations with deviled eggs, but she's so creative that she did. And again, I'm stumped. I should have, okay, mini meals. So this is chapter six, mini meals. Okay, great. Uh, Easy to peel hard boiled eggs, classic deviled eggs, Greek deviled eggs with hummus and olives, avocado deviled eggs with avocado and cumin, pesto deviled eggs with pesto. Um, And it goes... And that's it, but it just goes on and on. Avocado egg salad wraps, easy to peel hard-boiled eggs. I think I just mentioned that, sorry. 
So that's chapter six. She has DIY nachos, which are amazing. Whenever we have taco night or if we have some stale nachos, stale tortilla chips in our pantry, I'll try to make some DIY nachos and they're absolutely delicious. You could put whatever you want on there. If you have leftover chicken, leftover ground beef, leftover, I don't know what, pork, just make your own nachos, use up all that food, minimize that waste. All right, chapter seven, we have the smoothies. So let me go to chapter seven here. Smoothies are great. Yeah, super smoothies and drinks. Um, she has a lot of interesting ideas. Elvis shakes, banana blueberry, summer blush, mango peach, raisin paste, which is fantastic if you're trying to use alternative to cane sugar. You just take one and a half cups of dried raisins, two and a half cups of boiling water. You let them soak and then you run them through your food processor. What I love about this chapter is she had she has a recipe for homemade yogurt drinks and homemade hot chocolate, which is the bomb diggity. I made this with almond milk for years and it is absolutely stunning. When I give it to the guests, nobody knows the difference. It's wonderful. She also has uh, a DIY hot cocoa mix. So if you're looking to give gifts to the teachers this year, you buy some nice glass jars and you mix in cocoa powder, powdered sugar, powdered milk, salt, and cornstarch, and then you can have a pretty little hot cocoa mix jar to give to the teachers at the end of the, the calendar year here. Homemade fruit punch. You know, how many times have you didn't want to buy Kool-Aid or um, whatever it is, just the fruit punch loaded with sugars and dyes and stuff. She has a homemade fruit punch in here, and I absolutely love it. I've made it before, and it just uses a combination of juices and plain seltzer water. Let me see if I can find this for you. Okay, here it is. Apple juice, grape juice, pineapple juice, lime juice, and three cups of carbonated water and ice. And it is absolutely delicious. So if you have parties coming up soon or holidays and you don't drink alcohol, this is a great, great fruit punch recipe. It's two cups of apple juice, two cups grape juice, half a cup of pineapple, one tablespoon of lime juice, three cups of carbonated water and ice. And you mix it all together, put it in the fridge. It's lovely. All right, then her last chapter is sweet treats. And she has a homemade chocolate hazelnut spread, which is absolutely divine. Banana ice cream. It's great. You don't necessarily need an ice cream maker to do it. If you have one, you can do it, but you don't need one. Mango popsicles. Strawberry yogurt freeze pops, frozen yogurt, blueberry pops, strawberries and cream, ice cream. So the list goes on and on and on. And I just highly recommend it. Oh, she has trail mix bites. So you drop chocolate on some parchment paper, melted chocolate rather. You drop melted chocolate on some parchment paper and you add what raisins, almonds, seeds. And then you just put it in the refrigerator for 30 minutes. And then you have your homemade DIY trail mix bites. She's absolutely amazing. Oh my gosh, homemade almond butter cups. So my husband made a version of this. We don't use almond butter, we use peanut butter. And I actually have it listed in my in my ebook for sale on Apple Books. I'll put a link in that for you too. It's just $5 and our homemade peanut butter cups are to die for. So forget Reese's, do it yourself. She does it with almond butter. We do it with peanut butter, but it's basically two cups of chocolate chips melted, half a cup of smooth nut butter of your choice, one quarter cup of powdered sugar, 
and one tablespoon of butter melted. You can also substitute coconut oil with that. And for the powdered sugar, you could probably try maple syrup or honey, but I'm not quite sure how that would taste. I can't vouch for it. I've only, I'm only just making an educated guess here. So you melt everything together and put it in cupcake containers. Um, I line mine with silicone liners to just to make it easy to pop out. And I just stick them in the freezer and they are so good. Chocolate on the bottom, peanut butter mix in the middle, and some more chocolate on top. It is delicious. So that's the, that's the end of this, my little book review here. I hope that uh, you enjoyed it. If you have any questions about it, or if you'd like me to send you... Um, the recipes from it or if you have any questions about a recipe that I mentioned before please let me know I love your comments feedback questions and I will see you oh no I won't see you until next time take care hi spaghetti heads this is Christina Stevenson I am a half-Italian firecracker who is married to a sweet and feisty Alabama country boy. I have three shin kickers who give me gray hair and indigestion. As a young child, I lived in the upstairs apartment of a two-story home above my Italian grandmother in Buffalo, New York. I went downstairs for dinner to my nonna's apartment every Sunday for an Italian feast. These epic homemade meals had a profound impact on my life. This is a podcast about building connections through food.